Good evening, PCA. On your feet. Let's worship our God. Amen. I love that it is Christmas time. It's December. <laughs> Angels, we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains in reply. Echo back their joyous strains. Oh,
magnify Jesus. Magnify the Lord. Magnify Jesus. Magnify the Lord. Sing that again. Magnify Jesus. Magnify the Lord. Magnify Jesus. Magnify the Lord. For He is worthy. For He is worthy. For He is worthy. To be praised. To be praised. Magnify. Magnify Jesus. Magnify the Lord. Magnify Jesus. Magnify the Lord. For He is worthy. For He is worthy. For He is worthy. For He is worthy. To be praised. To be praised. Magnify Jesus. Magnify Jesus. Magnify the Lord. Magnify Jesus. Magnify the Lord, for He is worthy, for He is worthy, for He is worthy, to be praised. Now we're going Spanish. We're going Spanish. Alaba a Cristo. Alaba Señor. Alaba a Cristo, alaba Señor, porque el destino, porque el destino, porque el destino de adoración, de adoración. Back to English. Magnify Jesus. Magnify the Lord. Magnify Jesus. Magnify the Lord. He's worthy. For He is worthy. For He is worthy. For He is worthy. To be praised. To be praised. so good God and you're worthy hallelujah we've come to magnify we've come to magnify we've come to magnify we've come to magnify we're going Spanish mi Cristo signo mi Cristo signo mi Cristo signo, mi Cristo signo. Back to English. We've come to magnify. 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 We've come to magnify.
we come to magnify. We come to magnify. Sing it again. We come to magnify. We come to magnify. We come to magnify. We come to magnify. Levanta adoración. Adoración, adoración, hallelujah, we bless your name, Lord, we magnify your name, Lord, he's good, amen, thank you, Lord. Yours is the greatness, Lord. Yours is the greatness. From the dawn of creation, the world has been crying out for hope, for a hero to save us. We long for the supernatural. But there is only one God who can save the day. So clear the stage, prepare the way, cause heaven and earth are singing. Glory, hallelujah, let the whole world sing. The greatness of our God, in awesome wonder, He reigns forever. We know the greatness of our God, His power is endless, He lives within us. We know the greatness of our God, the greatness of our God, there's no one above Him, only our Savior wears the crown, there's none who can stop Him, nope, not even the grave could hold Him down. But there is only one king who can save the day. So clear the stage, prepare the way, because heaven and earth are singing. Glory, hallelujah, let the whole world see the greatness of our God. In awesome wonder, he reigns forever. We know the greatness of our God. His power is endless, he lives within us. We know the greatness of our God. Yeah. The greatness of our God. We stand in awe and wonder. All the honor is yours. We stand in awe and wonder. All the honor is yours. Jesus. Awe and wonder, the greatness of our God. In awesome wonder, He reigns forever. We know the greatness of our God. His power is endless, He lives within us. We know the greatness of our God. In awesome wonder, He reigns forever. We know. The greatness of our God. 
that Jesus came from heaven to do God's will. This is the time of year we get to celebrate his birth and remember all that he has done for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you came to save us. Silent night, holy night, today in the sixth chapter where it said, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And then I said, here I am, send me. We need to make sure we're saying yes to whatever God wants for us. Amen.
Thank you, Lord.
you'll be glorified in this place tonight. Speak through pastor and all the teachers. Lord, just help us to leave more like you than when we came. Help us to surrender to you. Help us to just have our hearts wide open to whatever you want for us, God. I thank you, Lord. I praise you and I bless you in Jesus' holy and powerful name. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Good evening, PCA. Good to be home. Good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Amen. Amen. I've got a few announcements to make before I take up offering tonight. Um, the Christmas play, it's next week. Uh, it was really good last time. We're redoing it. This It's the same one we done two years ago. It's awesome. 
The play is the 9th and the 10th at 7 p.m. Um, we have the Christmas parade on Friday, so be here by 5 to help get, get the float set up and get in the parade. Um, we also have the Save a Cowboy sign up out in the lodge. If uh, you need beef or you know somebody that needs beef, sign them up out there. We ain't sure on the exact deliver date yet, but sign them up. It's free beef for, needy, for people that need food. Um, we also have the Christmas dinner coming up, which is an awesome, an awesome outreach. It really is because we're feeding people that have to work, people that don't have food. Some people just don't have food. So they can call up here, sign up or whatever, and we'll, we're going to deliver meals this year, and we need all the help we can get. The sign-up for that is out in the foyer, too. So the ways to give is we can give cash or checks to the ushers. They're going to come forward here in a minute. You can go to pcachurch.com online, or there's a PCA app. If you don't have the app, go to the App Store, um, search for PCA Church, and follow the prompts. We've got text to give. It's 844-390-2401. There's a kiosk out in the foyer that you can give on. If it's your first time to give, type in your full name and follow the prompts. Or you can just mail your offerings or ties to PCA Church at 2313 East Prospect here in Ponca City, Oklahoma. So, I have a little scripture I want to share with you guys about giving. And it's, so, in Proverbs chapter 3. It says, trust the Lord with your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And all you do submit to him. Sorry, that is the wrong scripture, guys. There it is. Sorry. Verse 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. So, if you honor God, sometimes it don't, it don't seem like it makes any sense. You know, should I give, pay my tithes? Tithes are usually the first thing that we say. You know, we can cut that out. We can cut that out. I, if you are faithful to God with what He has given to you, God will be faithful with you. And I'm proof of that, and many people here are proof of that. So, honor the God with your tithes, which is the first 10%. Anything beyond that you feel like you need to give is offering. Ushers, will you guys come forward real quick, please? If you guys will, bow your heads with me. Father, we thank you for this time that we get to come together. Father, we get to come together and freely worship you, Father. We get to come together and worship you not only with our voices, Father, but with what you've given us. Lord, I pray that if that everybody here, Father, that you give them peace of heart, that they can give whatever you've told them to give, Father, and you will take care of them, Father. And Father, I pray that as they give, Father, that you will bless them, Father. Father, we just love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as you can tell, as you walked into the church tonight, there's been a lot of transformation since Sunday. Christmas trees are up in the foyer and decorations are up and we have construction zone going over here on this side. And so if you have children, uh, don't let them get in this area. They might get hurt. Uh, but we're getting ready for Christmas around here. Uh, this Friday night, if you would like to ride on the float with us, there's going to be a parade float uh, you need to meet here at about 5 o'clock. Uh, we're going to have a lot of characters on that float. Those are mainly just church people, but there are a lot of characters. A lot of characters. We have a great time. And uh, so that's Friday night. If you want to help uh, decorate the float, get it ready. We're going to do it tomorrow on Friday. 
And then on Sunday, we're going to have a great service. Next week, we will not have Wednesday night service because they're having the dress rehearsals and all of that for the production of the Christmas program. And so next Wednesday night, you know, sometimes on Wednesday night, should I go or should I not go next Wednesday night? Just say, hey, I'm not going to church tonight. Not going to happen. I'm just going to stay. Unless you are in the production, then you need to be here. Or if you'd like to be an extra uh, in the production, we uh, would like for you to participate in any way. Because Christmas is all about giving. Sometimes we're giving our time. Sometimes we're giving our treasures. Sometimes we're giving our talents. But it's all about giving. It's all about doing what we can to help someone else have an awesome Christmas. And then also today I talked with uh, the gentleman that is helping us with Save the Cowboy. And so not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, we'll be handing out all of the hamburger meat and all the raffle tickets and the sign-up for the silent auction for those great big steaks right in the foyer. And so we'll do that. But we're going to be handing out over 300 pounds of hamburger meat to those who are in need. And then also, we need you to be a part of the Christmas dinner on December the 25th. We're going to be serving approximately 2,500 people that day for dinner. So come and be a part of that. Uh, and open up all your presents. Enjoy your morning coffee and cookies and all those things. But then come up to the church. And we have so much fun. It is so much fun being able to prepare meals to give to those who are in need and who, um, who truly appreciate a Christmas dinner. And so this is a month of, well, last month and this month, just a month of missions and giving and giving opportunities to serve. Because I think Christmas is all about giving and serving, don't you? I think it's, we've gotten too much to where a Christmas is all about something different. And I'm going to talk about that tonight. I started a series on Sunday called Christmas. It's all about, and I talked about joy. Joy. It's all about joy and all the things that would destroy your joy. So my, my lovely wife, we went into a store after the service and there was a huge sign in the store that said joyful. She said, okay, God, I get the message. Uh, yes, we need to be filled with joy and let our light so shine in darkness because there's a lot of people in this Christmas season who do not have joy. They are just grumbling and complaining. And so tonight I want to talk about this. Christmas, well, it's all about me. It's all about me, right? Me and mine and I want and give me, give me, give me. It's all about me. You may say, Pastor, is that biblical? Oh, it's biblical. People this time of the year go, uh, what do I want for Christmas? Let me tell you what I want for Christmas. And the list every year gets bigger and more expensive. And people make Christmas all about them. It's about me. Not everyone likes Christmas. Have you found somebody that does not like Christmas? I have found a lot of those people. They don't like Christmas. They don't like anything to do with it. And guess what? I found somebody in the Bible who did not like Christmas. I found somebody who made Christmas all about them. It's all about me. It's not about the Messiah. It's about me. Because in the name Messiah is the letters me. Right? Me, 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 me. Have your Bibles turn with me and we'll find in the second chapter um, of Luke the, the story about this man. It says this, verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? 
We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was exuberant. He was excited. He was overwhelmed with joy. No, he was what? Disturbed. And all of Jerusalem with him. So it wasn't just him. There was a whole town of people that did not want anything to do with Christmas. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, search carefully for the child. And as soon as you find him, report it to me so that I too may go and worship him. What a great guy. After they, heard, after they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. I love that. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This guy, King Herod, he was very narcissistic. He wanted everything to be about him. He wanted everybody to worship him. He wanted all the gifts to be to him. You ever seen anybody like that at Christmas? I don't care what you want. I don't care what gifts you're getting. What am I getting? Herod was that way. I want everything to be centered around me. I want everybody's lives to be centered around me. And so he's like, I want to call the Magi in in secret. Can I tell you that anything that has to be done in secret is usually not good? Usually not good. So if anybody tells you, says, hey, come here, I got something I want you to keep a secret. A lot of times I'll just tell them, don't tell me because I'm not good with secrets, first of all. But if it's a secret, sometimes it's not good. So when things are getting done in secrecy, it's usually not good. There's a lot of things that we have in our country that gets done in secret. Usually not good for the most part. And so King Herod wanted to do this in secrecy and veiledness. And so he had the guys come in. He said, guys, man, when you find this star, you find this baby. Could you let me know? Because I want to worship him too. What a liar, right? People who are all about me, they will lie straight to your face. And they will look you straight in the eye and lie to you. So what King Herod, lying meant nothing to him. He's like, I want this to be about me. I don't want it to be about this baby. I don't want it to be about worshiping and giving gifts to him. I want it to be about me. So look at verse 13. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the law had said through the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. If you 
start reading and studying this Christmas story, you look in Matthew, you look in Luke, you're going to find there's a lot of angels showing up at a lot of different places with a lot of different messages. An angel showed up with Joseph to begin with, and now he's gotten his second visit from an angel. An angel showed up to Zechariah. An angel showed up to all kinds of people because God is trying to send a message. God sent a message to Joseph and he said, listen, I need you to get up and get out of here. Take the child, take the mother and get out of here. Go to Egypt. But this was also doing more than one thing. It was not only protecting Jesus and Joseph and Mary, but it was fulfilling prophecy. You see, when God speaks his word, he always keeps his word. So why is it so many times the first thing that we do is question God's word. We question it so quickly. Well, I know that's what God said, but will God do what he says? Yes, he will. I'm going to prove that on Sunday in the message. So many things God was faithful to. So there's this angel called Gabriel. How many of you know about Gabriel? That's one bad dude. Because you know what his resume is? He says, here's what I do. I stand in the presence of God. Wow. That's what I do. I stand in the presence of God. He is an archangel. He shows up to Zechariah. He tells him and his wife that they're going to have a baby. And Zechariah does not believe him. Why? Because Zechariah and his wife are very, very old. Now, Zechariah knows the word of God. He understands about Abraham and Sarah. Remember that old couple? And God said, I'm going to give you babies and they're going to be like the sands of the sea. Why didn't Zechariah believe him? Why didn't Zechariah go, if you can do it for Abraham and Sarah, you can do it for me and my wife. But the Bible says that he did not believe him. So Gabriel tells him, because you did not believe, you're not going to be able to speak. What? Wouldn't it be horrible for a priest who couldn't speak? I mean, that's what he does. And God says, I'm going to take away what you use because you don't have the faith. I believe everybody who talks about God ought to have faith, don't you? They ought to believe everything that's in this book. So Gabriel tells him he won't be able to speak. And who was going to be their son? John the Baptist. How many know important that guy is in the life of Jesus? He's the forerunner. He goes before Jesus and he prophesies and tells about there's one coming after me that I'm not worthy to unlatch his sandals. He preaches and one day he's going to baptize Jesus. It's pretty important that John the Baptist is born. And it's pretty important that we believe the word of God. So Joseph and Mary, they go to Egypt. Look at verse 16. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious. So he's gone from progression of being disturbed to now I'm furious. And he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time that he had learned from the Magi. 
than what was said through the prophet Jeremiah. Now here's the prophet Jeremiah prophesying hundreds of years prior. His words are now being fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Wow. Can you imagine a man like this King Herod? I mean, first of all, it wants it all about me. It's about me. It's about me. And then whenever he cannot find the child, he becomes furious. I mean, I'm sure all of you in this room at some time in life have gotten agitated maybe angry, maybe even to the level of furious. But how many of you had ever entered your mind to have all the babies killed? I don't know how that kind of a thought even comes into your mind unless it is being directed from the very gates of hell. Yeah. I mean... I don't believe he wanted peace on earth, do you? I don't think he wanted goodwill toward all men. I don't think he wanted angels singing. I don't think he wanted to hear glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward all men. He was furious. He said, wait a minute, it's not about me anymore. I've got news for you tonight, church. Hell hates Christmas and wants to destroy everything to do with Christmas. Wants to take away your joy. I talked about the four ways to destroy your joy. Hell will come against all Christianity during this time because hell does not want to lose control. Yeah. You see, there's a lot of people today who literally hate Christmas. They say it's all propaganda to get us to just spend a lot of money for no reason. They just don't have peace, do they? They get furious about it. They're bah humbugging it. They don't want anyone to receive gifts. They'd be happy if there were no Christmas lights. I mean, just Christmas lights make them mad. They drive through the neighborhood. Ah, I want to get a BB gun and shoot them all out. They don't want Christmas programs. Christmas programs. Who in the world wants a Christmas program? Christmas parades. Are you kidding me? Christmas parties. Christmas gifts, Christmas cheer, Christmas messages at church, Christmas songs. Oh, I hate to sing the Christmas songs. Christmas trees. They help, hate the bell ringers at the store out there. Don't look them in the eye, just walk by them or they're going to make you feel guilty. You're going to have to give them some money. I just hate it when they're out there ringing those bells. They hate the crowds. Well, you get the message. They get furious. So King Herod had an edict that all boys under the age of two would be slaughtered. I can't imagine this kind of hatred. This kind of evil that would be in any one person or about anything. So I want you to just imagine with me for just a moment what this looked like. You imagine all the homes in this whole region now? Anyone with a little two-year-old or less baby boy, what kind of terror is going through their minds? All of a sudden, soldiers busting through the front door, 10, 12, 20, 30 of them, they start ransacking the house, turning everything over, turning upside down. They're going to find this baby no matter what. 
They find that little two-year-old boy hidden back somewhere. The mother and the father think they've done a good job, but they find it, they bring it out. They pull out the sword. They take the sword and just skewer it right through that little boy, pull it out with the blood on it, the kids screaming, the mom screaming, the dad screaming. They're being held back by force. They take the baby, throw it on the ground, and they leave as quickly as they come in, go into the next house. I can't imagine what those moms and dads went through. I can't imagine 33 years later when Jesus is on the cross, don't you think there may have been some of those moms and dads in the crowd? Some of them may have been the ones going, crucifying, crucifying. He's the reason our baby's dead. No. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what the soldiers went through. I got to think not every soldier was willing to do this. I got to think there had to have been some soldiers who go, I can't do this. And I believe the king said, if anybody resists, kill them too. I don't, I don't know how they laid their head down at night. I don't think very many of them were able to, do you? To have those visions, those images in their head of killing these little innocent babies and then trying to go to bed at night and sleep. You see, we love all the Christmas bells and the wrappings and the paper and all the trees and all the programs and all the parties, but do we understand what really happened? Hell hates Christmas. Hell hates everything about Christmas because hell is losing control because now darkness is being penetrated by the light of the world. God is getting ready to say, hey, I'm tired of being separated from you. I want to take the veil out of the temple. I want to rent it from top to bottom. And hell hates this. Hell hates this. I think today there's a lot of people who hate Christmas. It's only because they want it to be all about them. Maybe it's only because they don't have any joy. Maybe it's because they're narcissistic. Maybe it's because, I don't know. Maybe it's because they just don't have Christ in their life. I think we need Christ in our lives. I think we need Christ in our Christmases. I think we need to make sure it's not about me. Just yesterday, in our nation, a 15-year-old young man took a 9mm pistol to gun, to, to, to school, a 9mm pistol, took it to school and killed three of his classmates. Did you see that on the news? Yeah. And then he was acting like he was a sheriff telling those that were in a room that was all safe, telling them to come out it was safe so he could kill some more of them. What kind of heart... What kind of deceiving has the enemy done to this young man at 15 years of age to kill three classmates and want to try to kill others? I'm telling you, church, we've got to have Christmas this year. We need Christmas this year, I believe, more than we've ever needed Christmas before. So we can give the gift of Jesus Christ to somebody that's in darkness and let light come into their life so that they can begin to have the joy like the Magi and say, I want to go to church. I want to worship this king. I want to bring my gifts and give them to him. I want to bring my heart and lay it at his feet. I need Christmas. 
At this time of the year, these things skyrocket. Suicides, rapes, murders, families being destroyed, division even in churches. Ramp up. Why? Hell hates Christmas. And hell is going to deceive as many people like they did Herod. It's going to deceive as many people to create all kinds of division and all kinds of loss. You see, since the Garden of Eden, hell has been having some pretty good success. In the garden, they separated man from God. God had to kick man and woman out of the garden, put an angel there with a flaming sword guarding the entrance. And because of that, there was separation between man and God. And God says, I don't want that separation anymore. So God sends his son to begin to bring back relationship. No more separation. So one night in hell, all of a sudden they hear a host of heavenly angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. What? What's going on? One night they noticed one star is really brighter than all the rest. What's going on? One night they even shepherds, the lowest of the low people, they now are on a mission to find this baby. What's going on? Hell was thrown into chaos. And I'm telling you, ever since then, hell is doing everything it can to destroy Christmas. We see it in our society today, don't we? Our society is trying to destroy Christmas. We, we no longer want to use the word Christmas. We, we no longer want to make it a holiday. It's now a winter break. Come on. We are here to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who God sent His Son into this earth to redeem us back to God. That's Christmas. This is not a winter break. This is not a holiday. Happy holidays? What's that? This is Christmas. And we have our society trying to destroy it, trying to minimize the impact of this beautiful celebration on this earth. Let's minimize it. Trying to make it just an anonymous event. Let's stop all the joy, stop all the peace, stop all the hope, and kill everything that is associated with Christmas. I think we're the ones who have to be the light here. I think we're the ones who have to reignite this fire and flame in our earth and says, wait a minute, this is not an anonymous event. This is not just a winter break. This is not just a holiday. This is the celebration of Jesus Christ being born of a virgin, being come into this world to give us hope and to give us joy and to give us peace. And Christmas is not about me. Christmas is about Him. It's about putting Him in every heart, putting Him in every home. And I found out that no matter how much society, King Herod tried to stop it. But what happened? It just got bigger and bigger. Evil cannot win this battle. God's power and Holy Spirit is greater than evil that tries to stop it. King Herod thought, I'll just kill all the babies. Didn't stop it, did he? He forgot about the Holy Spirit. 
And people today discount the Holy Spirit. But it's the Holy Spirit that draws us into the presence of God. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us the peace and the joy and the hope. And nobody can stop that. I mean, no government politics can stop that. Changing a name can't stop it. Changing the event can't stop it. Because there's enough people who've had something happen inside of them. Who've had an experience where they found truth. I found truth. I found the light of the world. And they're worshiping today. They're worshiping. You can't stop it. The more you try to stop it, the greater it will be. And the more people hate Christmas, the more people are going to find Jesus Christ. I believe that with all my heart. Because God sent His Son for you and for me. And I believe the more they try to make it dark, the brighter it's going to be. And the more they try to tell us we can't sing our songs, I believe we're going to sing more songs. You know, Christmas is one of those times of the year. There are more songs written about Christmas than any other time of the year or any other subject. Why? Because people find Christmas. And Christmas is all about singing, right? You ought to do a study sometimes about all the songs that God put in the Christmas story. I mean, you've got Zachariah's song. You've got Simeon's song. Simeon had a great song. It's called the Benedictus. Mary had a great song called the Magnificat. We've got all these songs in this word. Why? Because God loves singing. That's why at Christmas time we have such great songs. We, we've got uh, gospel songs. We've got country and western songs. We have opera songs. Every genre. We've got rap songs. We've got every kind of genre. It's talking about Christmas. Because it's about Christ. It's about light. It's about joy. It's about peace. It's about hope. And even though people like King Herod are still alive today, they always will be around. People who hate Christmas, they can't stop the laughter. Can't stop it. You can't stop the decorations. You can't stop the celebrations. And I told you how that hell ramps up at Christmas. Guess what happens? Heaven ramps up too. There are more people that get saved during the Christmas season I had the pleasure today of leading somebody in a sinner's prayer to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Isn't that awesome? I got to go to the hospital today and, and meet somebody there in the room and pray the sinner's prayer with them and tears were running down their cheeks as, as they accepted Christ. They found joy and peace and hope. And that's what Christmas is all about. It's not about me. It's not about you. We get to tell others about and man, you can tell it through your joy. You can tell it through your peace. You can tell it through your hope. You can let your light shine. And when people come to you who hate Christmas, you can just show them your Christ. I believe that. I believe there have been people I've met who just hate Christmas. Oh, you're one of those preachers, huh? I've got a lot of stuff going on down at that church. Well, yeah, we do. I bet y'all do this time of the year. Well, absolutely. Uh, if, if, you, if you're talking to a doctor, what's he going to talk about? He's going to talk about doctoring things, right? If you're going to talk to a farmer, he's going to talk about farming. You talk to a preacher, what are you going to get? You're going to hear about Jesus Christ. Yeah, because that's what I do. That's who I am. 
And I love to brag on this church. I love to brag on the people. And, and yes, we do have a lot going on. And yes, we're up here every day and every night of the week. So what? It's Christmas, man. This is the greatest time of the year because without Christmas, you can't have Easter. You got to have a birth or you can't have a death. It's a wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And I love everything about Christmas. I'm married to a lady who is Sandy Claus. Yes. I mean, our house looked like Christmas just blew up inside the house and got on the outside of the house a little bit. And yeah, she was making some Christmas cookies today. I haven't got to go home and get any, but I'm not going to get any because she brought all the Christmas cookies to church. And so I went back there and guess what? You ate them all. Yeah, thanks. They're all gone. So I could be a little bah humbug in it right now, but I'm not because I know where they came from. I'm going to get her to make me some more and we'll rejoice. Yeah, but it's all about family coming together traditions we have all these traditions in our homes and with every home there's all kinds of traditions they're wonderful hold on to them but we have the tradition of sharing with the next generation the story of Jesus Christ the sad thing today is most adults don't even know in the Bible where to find the birth of Jesus Christ where's the birth of Jesus Christ in the Bible I'm not sure I don't know. How many books of the Bible is it in? I don't know. Well, shouldn't you know? Shouldn't you read this and find out? Because every year I study the story and I find something new. I find something exciting that God has shown me through the Spirit. This is exciting. And I found that King Herod was just a man who was filled with evil and hate and hated when anybody else had joy. Hated when anybody else had peace, when anybody else had hope. He wanted to just wipe it off the face of the earth. I would hate to be him standing before God, wouldn't you? I would hate to be some of these soldiers standing before God. And you know, today, I haven't listened to the news but today I know is an important day in the history of our nation because the Supreme Court is starting to hear a case about reversing the Roe versus Wade decision. For 50 years our nation has been involved in aborting babies. I think our nation needs to repent. We can't talk about how horrible King Herod was if we don't also confess our own sins. As a nation, we need to honor God first. And I pray, pray with me. Would you stand with me right now? Let's just pray. This is heavy on my heart that we pray for this nation, pray for these Supreme Court justices. That they would make decisions that would set us free from this 50-year law that has been put into the courts of our nation. Would you join me in prayer? Father, Lord, there may be some watching live stream that disagree with my position and my opinion, and that's fine. But Lord, I want to be able to stand before you with a clean hand and clean heart. And God, I pray for our nation tonight. I pray for our Supreme Court justices. 
I pray, God, that we begin to shake ourselves. In Isaiah, when the presence of God showed up, it said the posts of the temple were shaken. When the disciples were praying, it said the place where they were praying was shaken. God, I pray, shake our nation. You said in the last days, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Shake our nation, shake our leaders and wake them up and let them see truth through the word of God. And I pray today that as we have so many in our nation who are trying to steal Christmas and trying to destroy joy and trying to kill off anything that has to do with Christ, I pray today, God, that those of us who know Christ as our personal Savior will let our light shine among men. God, I pray for this 15-year-old young man today that, God, the enemies deceived him and blinded him. God, I pray to put somebody in his life that can bring him hope and joy and peace. God, I pray for those this season who are contemplating suicide. God, right now, let someone step in their path and, and help them to see truth. Lord, for those who are who are determining to rape and murder. God, I pray right now, Lord, stop these. By the Holy Spirit, I pray, stop these. And God, I pray for families that you would unite them with cords that cannot be broken. I pray that as we go through this Christmas season, that we celebrate everything about the birth of Jesus Christ. That God, that we understand gift giving. It's not about me. But it's about giving because Christ has come. And Father God sent His Son and gave His Son to me as a gift. I have the gift of salvation that's been given to me. Freely I receive, freely I give. And I pray today God embolden us during this season to let your light shine in this world of darkness we pray. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. Tomorrow and Friday, if you have any spare time, come help us build a float. Help us build a set. Um, Sunday, be here. Don't miss it. It's going to be great because Sunday the message is Christmas. It's all about, well, you got to be here to figure it out. God bless you. Have a great We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.